0: Good morning, family and friends. How are you doing? Good. I hope you had a good week. Uh, visitors, we're happy to have you. We're glad you're here. And uh we hope that uh the service, which let me let me say this. We're worshiping God according to his word. We're not just coming up with something and throwing it together. We we're doing it according to his words. And you're you folks who are listening to us on our channel, uh, welcome, we're, we're happy you're here and we pray that you get some nuggets out of our worship service and uh, don't forget to, uh, as we do the Lord's Supper, remember what Jesus Christ did for He he died for our sins and remember what he did personally for you, he, uh, he shared with you the truth. And he says, I am the, the way, the truth, the life. And we got to believe in him if we want to see the Father one day. We want to be in heaven. You know, uh, Saturday was Veterans Day. And uh, I know I am very thankful for, for the veterans in the United States and, and uh, all that, that fought so that we can have freedom. And let me tell you something, that fight is not over with yet. Uh, there are people out there who really want to deny our freedom, but uh, we want to thank our veterans. I know that my, uh, my grand, grandfathers served in World War I, and please don't try to guess my age. And, uh, <laughs> Also, my my dad he he served in World War Two, uh, so and I'm sure many of you have served or have relatives that serve, and we we really thank thank them for 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 uh, putting their life on the line for a country and for us. Now at this time, if you were a veteran, uh, well, I'd like you to stand up so. Uh, we can, uh, we can appreciate you and tell you thank you. Thank you so much. Let us go to our Lord in prayer. Father, we, we come to you in a humble manner knowing that you are God, knowing that you care about us, Father. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on Calvary for our sins, Father, and thank you for showing us the, the way to go in order to be a part of your kingdom. Father, we pray that we continue in love and forgiveness, we continue to love one another and forgive one another, and Father, that we, 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 we do it like two kids would do it, Father, they They'll start fighting uh, uh, disagreeing with each other and as long as the parents don't get involved father you know everything's gonna be all right because in the next half an hour uh, they'll be putting their arms around each other and and that relationship will be restored so we we thank you for that father. we ask you to be with the whole world Father use us use the church to Tell the world about your son, Jesus Christ. Father, we pray also that you uh, help the situations all over the world, the, the wars in the Congo and Africa, and, and Father, the Civil War in Ethiopia, also in the Middle East with the Is- Israelis and the Palestinians and others and Ukraine and Russia. Father, we pray for peace. We pray that uh, we respect one another. We, we love one another. We try not to hurt one another. And we uh, ask you to bless us in that way, Father. Father, we also ask you to keep building us up here in North Provide Church. And Father, we want to, we want to uh, internally grow in you, uh, internally get closer to you, get closer to doing your word and your will. Thank you for the Holy Spirit, Father. Father, we want also to let the world know that we love you and tell them about your son, Jesus Christ, and please bless us in that effort. Father, please bless our worship service. Please bless our our minister that's going to bring the lesson before us, Father, and may it be food for our souls, and may we continue to put on Christ, and Continue to, 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 to lead that world behind. Take up our cross and just follow him. We know that's where the victory is. And uh, we thank you, Father, for that. We pray this prayer in the name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
1: If it's convenient for you, let's stand and sing number 869, 869. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come we that love the Lord and Lord let our joys become, be join, mm-hmm.
2: join in the song which we Lord. join in the song we sing and the
1: song. I'm going to sing number 555. Seek ye first. <laughs> Seek ye-
3: Father, we thank you so much for this day and its many blessings Father, we thank you that we have this opportunity to come together this morning to worship you The only true and living God We pray that everything that's done and said here this morning will be in accordance with your will And we will gain much from the lessons that are being presented Father, at this time we ask your blessings on the sick of our number If it be your will, please return them to a good measure of health So they can be back with us again very soon Now, Father, go with us through the rest of this service. Forgive us of our sins. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
1: To help prepare our minds for taking the Lord's Supper, we're going to sing number 324. 324. Alas, indeed my saying could
4: of the hymn we just sang but drops of grief can ne'er repay the debt of love I owe here Lord I give myself away tis all that I can do and that's it that's all we can do we can't do more we do this in remembrance of him this is a memorial service Our Lord and Savior knew that frail beings that we are, if we were not constantly reminded over and over and over, that we would forget. He didn't say, when it's convenient, do this. This is a command. Do this in remembrance of me. And that's why we're here. He suffered and died a horrible death, but he conquered death. He was raised, and he finally ascended to be with the Father to help prepare a place for us. Let us give thanks. Most Holy Father, as we partake of this bread in remembrance of your body and the suffering that you experience, we pray, Father, that we hold those memories and those thoughts dear to our hearts. And Father, we we need this. We need this every week. We need to be reminded. Please, Father, as we partake of this bread, help us to do so in a way that is pleasing to you and that is acceptable to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. After he broke the bread, he took the cup. The cup represents the blood that was shed, the saving blood of our Lord and Savior. Will you please go with me in prayer? Father, as we prepare to partake of this cup, represents the blood. We pray, Father, that we fully understand the sacrifice that was made. We pray, Father, that we know that the precious blood that was shed was so that we might have a hope of a life in heaven eternally with you. Please bless us, Father. Please help us focus our thoughts and cast aside the thoughts of the world as we partake of the cup. This we ask in his most holy name. Amen. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, he looked down and to John he said, Behold thy mother, and to take care of her, to watch over her. He entrusted John with the care of his earthly mother. He's entrusted us with the care of the church. Only through our efforts can we grow the church. So we have boxes that are conveniently located at the back of the the auditorium for contributions, but it's for the purpose of growing the church, for growing the kingdom here, to helping spread the kingdom throughout the world. Let us pray before we give. Father, again, we thank you that we can be here. And Father, we thank you for all the blessings that you've given us. And Father, we know that all that we have comes from the bounty of your hand. And Father, we are simply the stewards. So we pray, Father, that you help us to be good stewards of what you give us. And we know, Father, that you simply don't need our money you're trying to teach us the importance of giving you're trying to teach us the necessity of what it takes to help grow the church so we pray father that we give generously and that we give freely and that we give with a heart full of love and encouragement and we pray father again that the efforts of the church here and that, the funds, <clears throat> and that the funds that are given be used to help spread your kingdom here in Titusville, here specifically at this church, Father, but also throughout the world. This again we ask in Jesus' most holy name. Amen.
1: The invitation song is going to be number 900 and excuse me number 8683 683 children at this time have dismissed go back to Bible hour and they're going to dismiss now and those of us who remain let's stand and sing number 514 together and then we'll have Matt bring the lesson 514 <coughs> reading thou I love to
2: proclaim it love love the land. reading my love of reading through is his infinite mercy his child
5: It's the most wonderful time of the year. I know what some of y'all are thinking right now. We haven't even hit Thanksgiving! I walked in the other day and uh, my wife was already watching Christmas movies. You know there's two type of people in this world. There's the one that wants to celebrate Christmas starting the day after Halloween. And then there's those of us who don't want to celebrate it till right about December 25th, right? So I feel like even this picture, I probably got some mixed reactions. Some of you are like, yes, I love it. Some of you are like, not yet. But it is, it's the holiday season. You know as well as I do, the holiday season kicks off Right around Halloween, everything starts to kick off and we are just in a completely different place. People are in different moods. Everybody's feeling a little bit more maybe festive or jovial. Some of y'all might turn into Scrooges. It's that time of year. So I have um, some vacation coming up over the next few weeks. So I only get to talk to you a little bit during this holiday season this year, so I wanted to make it count and I wanted to start right now. And I wanted to start with what I think is probably the most important message of the entire season that I will give you, this holiday season. This is not my title slide, this was to prep you. My um, sign outside, that was to prep you too. You thought we were gonna come in here and we were gonna talk about being thankful. Absolutely not, that is not what we're talking about. We're talking about, don't lose it. I set you up from the moment you pulled in and you didn't even know it. Don't lose it. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you are in a blessed situation where you get along with your in-laws, like the families just merge nice, the house is just big enough for everybody and, and the community is always wonderful and there's never a fight and everything is just beautiful and the presents are wrapped perfectly and the kisses are warm and... Hugs are tight. And some of you are literally counting the days, like, oh my word, when are they coming? When are they coming? And when are they, what, more importantly, when are they leaving? <laughs> All right, I gotta make it four days. I think I can do that. We'll see this year, right? Anybody ever lose it on a holiday? Oh, nobody wants to raise their hands. (laughs) Don't lose it. Man, there's so many reasons why we can lose it. I got a few examples for you in scripture. We're just going to have a little bit of fun today. You know, so many days I get up here and I'm so serious and I, I really want you to understand that I do think we live in a very serious time. I think we live in a very unique time. I think we live in a very biblical time. I think we live in a time where the Bible is being challenged by every culture under the sun right now. I think we live in a very serious time. So, you know, I think it is time to be serious as a preacher. But you just can't get pounded every single time, right? You just, you just can't be so serious all the time. So I just, we want to have a little bit of fun today. So, you know, Moses lost it. Y'all know Moses lost it, right? when did he lose it? Come on, tell me. He hit the rock. He hit the rock. Bertha, you said he hit the rock. Okay, he hit the rock. Why'd he hit the rock? Why did he hit the rock? I'm going to give you a few examples of why he hit the rock. You ready? Here's one of the reasons why he hit the rock. Exodus 5. They're just On their mission, they're just on their way, and he's and the people are complaining already. Look, they got swords in the they got the Egyptians have swords in their hand. They're going to come and they're going to kill us. And I could go through a list of these. They said to Moses, "It is because there are no graves. Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you've brought us out here to die?" Now I want you to think about this before we go any further. I've been stressing this a lot lately, but imagine being of this generation and watching miracle miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. And having this attitude. Look at this. And the people grumbled against Moses, saying, "What shall we drink?" And then when he gets some water, you know what they say about that? I don't like this water. It's bitter. Would have been better if we had just stood in the state in the land of Egypt, and I could keep going and going. And going and going. Can you read them yet? And going. I could have stayed on this slide for 10 minutes. You know, I bet you Numbers 16 is probably Moses' favorite chapter in the whole Bible. You know why? If you look, if you look, let's go back a little bit real quick. If you look, it's like every chapter in Exodus, they're complaining. You see that where they start? And then they're just every chapter, they're complaining. You get the number 16, you can't even get out of it before they've complained twice. I bet that's his favorite book, chapter in the Bible. But it's his favorite chapter. Why'd he lose it? Why'd he lose it? That's exactly right. He was tired of them. Look at what he says right before he strikes the rock. And I, and I want to bring something else up to him in just a second. But look, what, look at what he says. He says, you rebels. Oh, here we are again. Proving that God has the power to do all the things you're worried about and complaining about and constantly in my ear about. You rebels. Haven't you learned yet? You complainers. You agitators. You people that nothing can be good enough for. That's what he's saying in this moment. Here we are again. How many times do you want us to prove this to you? And he smacks the rock. Now, hold on, hold on. This is how my brain works. I'm gonna warn some of you. Some of you are new faces. I'm gonna warn you, I'm a little weird. Not your typical preacher, okay? They're laughing because they know it's true. Amen. But you know, what happens because he strikes the rock? He can't get in the promised land. He can't get in the promised land. You know, he struck a rock. It's not like he walked out on this day. He was having a bad day. He walked out on this day. And here's that agitator that's always agitating. And he's like, Nah, Moses, you're terrible. We need a better leader. Yada, yada, yada. And Moses is like, oh yeah? Oh yeah? Today's that day, buddy. And struck him. I mean, don't act like that's never happened, like you've never seen something like that happen before that happens pretty regularly. He struck a rock. He went, you know what? You know what? Bam. Now, husbands, wives, is it better to, um, I don't know, punch a wall, punch a door, or punch your wife? Okay, they're over here lecturing. I know you're not supposed to punch any of it, I get it. But if it's the wall or a person, the wall's probably the better of the two choices. And by the way, the wall, especially if it's a concrete wall, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. It's an amazing teacher. Like, huh, that was stupid. Yeah, my hands broke now for weeks. That was awesome. Good choice. But it wasn't the worst thing he could have done. That's my point. It was not the worst thing he could have done. And yet he loses it. And because of that, he loses the thing that he was called to do, which was lead Israel into the promised land. All right, let's keep playing the game for a minute. I got your attention? Elijah loses it. Y'all remember this? His world gets flipped upside down. Now I wanna, I put worry and hopelessness, but his world literally gets flipped upside down. He's had this battle on Mount Carmel between him and the prophets of Baal, and he wins, and he wins in glorious fashion. I mean glorious fashion. At one point, he gets to sit over there and just mock the other side. <laughs> Look at you. Why don't you cut yourself some more? You're not bleeding enough. Maybe your God is sleeping. He's just taking a nap. Wait till he wakes up. And then God brings fire down from heaven to prove who the real God is. And all the priests of Baal are killed. And in the very next moment, he's running for his life. Talk about flipping your world upside down. One minute you think this is the moment God is revealing himself to his people. God is taking back his land. This is our moment. And the next moment you're running for your life and you feel like you're the only one left. It's right here. He loses it. He's no different than the people of Israel when they're saying, why did we even leave Egypt? He loses it. What does he lose? He loses his hope. He feels hopeless. All right. How about this one? Samson loses it. Doesn't he? Mm. This one might hit a little close to home for some. You know, Samson had incredible strength. And I don't know whether you wanna call it love or lust, but there's something really off about Samson. I'm just gonna be honest with you, at least for me. I read this story multiple times in my life, and there's just something off to me about Samson. What do you see in this scripture that I've showed you right here? Delilah's come back and she's like, oh, Samson. Every time I try to figure out how to make you lose your strength, you tell me a lie. And then I send the guys in to capture you and you've been lying to me. So you break up all the things we have you tied up in. And then you beat everybody up and you make me look like a fool. What? I mean, is that a woman you should trust? Does she love you? I don't think so. If you really love me, you would tell me the truth so that I could tie you up the right way, have these people come in and capture you that want to kill you and then haul you off to their land. See, said, don't you love me? Now, I gonna say he was blinded. He was blinded by love or he was blinded by lust, whatever you want to call it. Maybe he really loved her and couldn't see the fact that she couldn't love. Me. But at the same time, I want to say this. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, Shame on me. Fool me three times. You're a nincompoop. (laughs) Fool me four times, which the fourth time is when they finally got him. I I have no words. I have no words. Like, let's be honest. And he lost it. He loses his strength. And he gets taken to the place of his enemies. And they torture him. All right. Are we having fun yet? This was supposed to be fun, guys. How about Nebuchadnezzar? Nebuchadnezzar loses it. We were just discussing this on Wednesday in class. Nebuchadnezzar loses it. God literally gives him the kingdom that he has as a pagan god worshiping pagan gods, as a pagan king worshiping pagan gods, I'm sorry. Even after he gets Israel and Judah, even after he gets the promised land, if you will, he takes the people. And by the way, if you want to learn more about this, we're going to start um, Daniel tonight. And I'm just going to let you know, Daniel is probably one of the most relevant books in all of the Bible. It's probably one of the most historically accurate books in all of the Bible. And it's probably one of the most significant books in all of the Bible. And you should come back and get into the study with us tonight. Just telling you, it's an amazing book. Nebuchadnezzar has this moment. He's king of this amazing land. He has accomplished amazing things. And even though Daniel has helped him sort some things out and told him about this God, this one true living God of heaven, Nebuchadnezzar still believes there's many gods. And Nebuchadnezzar truly believes, look at everything I've done. Look how amazing I am. Look at all that I have built. I, I doubt he built very much. He just told people where to put it. Look at everything I've done now. Now he forgot, see in this moment, and I don't want to give too much away because we're be going through Daniel, but he forgot in this moment that God had already kind of given him this warning. This prophecy. And in that moment where he's standing there looking like, oh man, he loses it. You say, how did he lose it? He lost his mind. Here's potentially one of the greatest kings in all of history, one minute, having the moment of his life, sitting back, realizing the efforts of his work. And in the next moment, he's on all fours eating grass like a cow, maybe even mooing. Mm. He lost it. Just in case. You wanted a scripture. What about Peter? Peter loses it too. After he told Jesus, you got the wrong guy. You must be talking about somebody else, Jesus, because I'm not the one that's going to turn my back on you. I'm not. You got the wrong guy. I'm going to tell you, stress and fear can change you real quick. And we know, we know how this works, right? Jesus is sitting there, he's, he's being judged, the, the whole world, talk about world flipping again, although Jesus has been telling them for, for time after time, I'm going to have to die, this is, the part of the, this is part of the plan of God, right, this is what has been prophesied, like I'm going to have to die. I am the lamb that is going to be sacrificed, I am the unblemished lamb, I'm going to have to die. Peter doesn't want to hear that. And in this moment, all of a sudden, Jesus is under trial. And I think it's actually starting to click with Peter that Jesus is going to die. And now all of a sudden, people in the crowd are starting to write, oh, hey, you, weren't. I saw you. You know, I saw you in um, Galilee. You were with him. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't know who you're talking about. I never, I never knew him. You, you, you must be mistaken. It's okay. No problem. You must be mistaken. And then another person, no, 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 come on, come on. You remember that time where he fed the 5,000? I was in that crowd of 5,000. You were there. You were one of the people collecting all the food in the baskets after it was done. I know you were there. I never forget a face. No, 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 no. Come on, guys, come on. You're thinking of somebody else. Maybe you saw my doppelganger. It wasn't me. And then finally, that third time, right, right, right. Just as Jesus told him would happen. that third time, he says it again. But he's a little more angry this time. And he's like, hey, curses, curses on you. I've already told you. How dare you talk to me like that? You see what I'm saying? He loses it. You probably would have, too. That was a mob that was going to kill you just for knowing him. And he loses it. And then the rooster crowed. And Jesus looks dead at him. And they have that moment. Now, we've been talking about losing it. Why? Well, because everybody does it. You've lost it before on the people you love the most. I've lost it before on the people I love the most. In fact, sometimes we lose it more on the people we love the most than the people we don't. So what's the point? The point isn't about losing it. You're gonna. Even the greatest in the Bible lose it from time to time. I just showed you. But when you lose it, reconcile. Don't don't just let those things, those feelings, that animosity, that bitterness, that that darkness just breed in your body. Don't let it keep you wandering away from the church and and wandering away from God. Don't 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 let it keep you from drawing near to God so that God can draw near to you. Don't just sit in it. Reconcile. And why am I saying this? Because it is hard to reconcile. It is not an easy thing to reconcile. It is not something that is fun that everybody's like, oh, yay, today I get to go reconcile because I made an idiot out of myself the other day. I'm so excited. What a great day. It is hard to do it. You know what it's easy to do? Walk away, pretend like it never happened, never address it, cut the relationship because it's easier than going and dealing with the humiliation of reconciliation. Right? but God called us to be people of reconciliation, not people who just let things go. You're lucky God didn't just let us go. We should be grateful. We should be thankful that God didn't just let us go. Because if it wasn't for his reconciliation, we wouldn't have any hope. Look, Where do we start? Moses. Moses never got to dwell in the land of Canaan, but Moses most assuredly is in the promised land because God reconciled with Moses. In fact, it was Moses who buries, I mean, it was God who buries Moses' body. That's how much he cares about Moses. And by the way, read Jude, he knows Satan's coming for it. So he hid it. That's how much Moses means to God. But they still had to have that moment, they still had to have that talk, they still had that time where he's sitting on the mountain looking at Canaan and God's like, look, I'm gonna give it to your people, just not through you. Who else did we talk about? Forgetting my line, hold on. Let me go through here. Let me go through the list. It's important that I get these in exact order because you'll see in a minute. Who else? Was it Elijah? Yeah, it was Elijah. Elijah next, right. Elijah. Elijah loses it. He says, God, that's only me left. What are you doing to me? Why would you put me in this situation? And him and God reconcile. God says to him, you're not the only one left. You think I'd leave you here by yourself? And even if I did, guess who's always with you? Me. You're never alone. And they reconcile. And guess what? What Elijah was afraid of? They're going to kill me, God. He never even faced death. He never even died. Who's next? Samson? Yeah. Samson was snookered by a beautiful woman who lied to him to his face over and over and over again. And I'm going to tell you, she must have had some amazing powers of persuasion or he was just dumb. He was like the epitome of if you're going to be dumb, you better be tough. Well, he was tough for sure. Well, him and God reconciled too. you. Remember? His eyes have been gouged out. His 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 strength is gone. He is surrounded by his enemies and he repents and he prays to God and God gives him his strength back. And he brings down the house on everybody, including himself. Who else? Nebuchadnezzar loses his mind. You know, after that time of eating the grass and acting like a wild beast and, and all of those people, all those people. I'm going to call them the Chaldeans, which again, you will see tonight. You should come back tonight, I'm telling you. All those people mocking him, all those people that had set out to destroy him, to make him look foolish. Oh, they were loving that moment. you kidding me? I told you he was crazy, I told you he was a fool, I told you he was this, I told you he was that. Look at him out there, he thinks he's a cow. Mm. But he don't just come back with all of his wits, he comes back having seen the light and proclaiming God of heaven, God the Most High, Yahweh God, as the one true living God. That's reconciliation. Peter loses it. Oh, Peter's the one that's so hard to read. I mean, put yourself in his place. Put yourself on that beach after Jesus is resurrected from the dead. After, after all that doubt and fear has been erased. And here's Jesus. He calls you the same way he called you originally. You jump out of the boat. You swim up to that beach. He's making breakfast for you. He's made this probably the most amazing. I mean, it's Jesus. You talk about milk and honey. That was probably the most amazing breakfast you ever ate in your life. And you're feeling so. You ever have a really good breakfast? How you feel after that? You're feeling good. Right? Some of you are like, I don't eat breakfast. I don't get you at all. You're weird. You're feeling good after a good breakfast. And then all of a sudden, Jesus looks at you and says, hey, you love me? You're like, yeah, of course I love you. <laughs> Feed my sheep, not once, not twice, but ooh, that third time got real awkward, didn't it? Even Peter knew what he was referencing. It was awkward. It's awkward as a reader to read it. You're like, oh, that hurts. That's God calling you out. You know what's amazing? He doesn't say, hey, Peter, I told you. That's how you would have done it, not God. I told you. Oh, he says, feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. At that third time, Peter knows. He reconciles. It's awkward. All right. Now, why was it so important to go in order? Because I want you to see what the scripture has taught all of us today about reconciliation. One, we have to do it, not just with God, not just, oh, you know, I lost my temper on my wife. God, please forgive me. No, go reconcile with your wife, man too. These relationships are important. This unity that God talks about all throughout scripture is important. This family system right here at North Brevard is important. We can't just let it go when we lose it. But let me tell you what the scriptures just told you about reconciliation. Reconciliation could be hard to hear like Moses. Man, it must have been hard to hear. After all these years of faithfulness, I smack a rock. I smack a rock. And I'm canceled too from these unbelieving people? I'm canceled? I'm guilty by association? I don't get to get in the promised land either? But also exactly what we need to hear. Elijah, I'm the only one left. No, you're not. And even if you were, I'm with you. Reconciliation can be hard to hear, but also what we need to hear. Reconciliation can be sacrificial. After all, Samson, after he reconciled with God, did bring down the house on his own head. It can be sacrificial. And sometimes when you're in these places of reconciliation, it's going to feel very sacrificial to yourself. When you have to say, I'm sorry, even if if you think you're right, or even if you know you're wrong. At times, it's going to feel very sacrificial. Sometimes you're going to know that you've just been misunderstood, but the person that you're trying to reconcile with, they're never going to understand. It's going to feel very sacrificial. But also it can be enlightening. Sometimes you're going to go for reconciliation and you're going to learn something you would have never learned if you didn't have that conversation. You wouldn't have learned it. You would have never changed your mind. You would have never changed your way. You would have never turned around without that conversation, right? And reconciliation can be awkward, like Peter, yet redeeming, like Jesus. Ah, not bad, huh? Don't miss what makes you different. The world will love you until they don't need you. God never gives up on you and we should never give up on each other. And you know what? Every now and then we're going to lose it, which is why we are people of reconciliation. We are ministers of redeeming reconciliation. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior? Have you been washed in his blood? Let me tell you something. There is only one way to heaven and it is by the sacrifice of the unblemished lamb and that unblemished lamb is Jesus, the son of God. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Have you accepted him? Have you been washed in his blood? Had your sins forgiven? Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Not just, not just becoming a part of this body, like figuratively, literally. You know why? Because we, as a body of Christ, are not just a body. We're a building. We're a temple of God that houses God's Holy Spirit. We have become the Holy of Holies. The most precious thing that is to God. That's what you are. And that unity is important. Every brick holding together is important. Have you accepted him as your Lord and Savior? Have you been washed in his blood? Have you become the temple of God? God bringing his Holy Spirit to unite with you and go with you everywhere you go so you are never alone, just like Elijah. And for those of us who have, how are we doing? I started by off the way I'm gonna finish. Reconciliation isn't easy, it's not fun, it's not exciting. But man, I promise you, it is life-changing, and it's what separates you from the world. It was—it's what makes you a different friend than all your friends' other friends. Where are you at today? Jesus already reconciled for you. Have you accepted it? If there's a need to come, to respond to the invitation, you come. As together we stand and sing. a couple of um, responses today the first one is from nora nora is asking for prayer Um, she feels like she is under attack um, in her own house Um, and she wants to be faithful to god and if possible reconcile with her own family Um, but she's going through a very difficult time at home and she needs a lot of prayer i say that right okay And then Leah has also come forward and she wants to um, she knows that the church has been praying for her and she knows that God has worked a miracle in her life. And she wants to she's wrote something down. She wants to share um, just with you guys what's been going on in her life. So we're going to let her do that as well. Come on, Leah. Take your time.
6: Good morning. I don't know why we don't do this more often, sharing our testimonies of how God has helped us. I know every single one of you have been praying for me, and I appreciate that so very much. I know I said it in a card, but it's different when you hear it from somebody. Um, I know my husband um, wrote a lot on Facebook, so... Those of you who are friends on Facebook with us, you, could, you were able to see what um, I was going through at the time. Um, those of you who don't know, I'll give you a brief summary. June 2nd, I had um, a septoplasty, which repaired my uh, deviated septum. And not 24 hours later, I had my first heart attack. And the first heart attack was a Widowmaker. And that's the one that's supposed to, they call it the Widowmaker for a reason. Um, Then not 24 hours later after that, I had another heart attack that hit the front of my heart. Um, And then I had every complication you could think of from pretty much it. I um, In CPR, they ruptured my spleen, which I don't even, I don't even care because I'm here. Um, I lost 14 inches of intestines. I lost half of my blood. They say you can live without 40% of your blood. I lost half of it. And um, I went, I, they thought I was going to lose my legs. so they did a double fascia- fasciotomy on my leg. Um, that's where when you see me walking around, if you see me in like a dress, you'll see the scars, scars are just a reminder of how God saved my life. Prayers work, miracles happen every single day. And I think we often get complacent and not realize that miracles happen so often, but I'm standing here today because of prayers and miracles. I coded so many times that they don't don't really know approximately 47 times. I was brought back with CPR and then at one point in time I completely flatlined. And it was long enough to where my husband and my brother-in-law had the time to really know what, it, what was going to happen. They thought that that was it. That they were going to be doing funeral arrangements. And they started shocking me. They first did CPR. It was not working. They did enough CPR to bring, put the medicine into my heart. And then they started shocking me. Usually they stop around four times, four or five times. At least eight times I was shocked, at least. And on that eighth time, I truly believe that it was God who reached into my body and shocked my heart with his living force and brought me back, just like he brought me to life when I was in my mom's stomach so many years ago. <laughs> I The truth is, is I don't remember any of this. People were telling me you were coherent. You were talking to us. I don't remember any of it because my first. And we figured out the time from talking to my husband and my brother-in-law that it was after, probably after my first heart attack, people have asked me if I saw the light. I saw a golden light, and it came into my room, and it filled the room. And it was not like one of these lights that you can look at. It was this bright, I mean, It was like the sun. It was so bright, but I felt warm. I felt comforted. I felt loved. Not the love of like the way I love my children, the way I love my family, the way I love my husband. It was different. It was the love of my creator. He was there with me. He was putting thoughts in my head. He wasn't speaking, he was showing me. The things that needed to happen he helped me communicate with my family to let them know that i was gonna be okay when all of this happened people were put in the right place at the right time for me Exactly. God had literally planned it out. He had smoothly planned this out. My mom showed up 10 minutes after, you know, within 10 minutes after my husband had had to go to to officiate a wedding. My mom was there. I had the heart attack within 10, 15 minutes, something like that. And I looked at my mom and I said, I'm having a heart attack. I don't remember it. God took it all away. Every pain... People who have had heart attacks I've talked to, they said it's very painful. God took away all of my pain, all of my suffering that I would have gone through, and he gave me peace. You know how they talk about the peace that surpasses all understanding? Well, that's the peace that I had, and he brought it to me. And he wrapped me up in it, and he kept me in it for all these surgeries. I had a double fasciotomy. People said that's the most painful surgery you're supposed to have. I didn't feel it. I still haven't felt it. God was with me this whole time. And ever since I was running the halls of this church when I was tiny, (laughs) tiny, 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 I had faith. And you walk by faith, not by sight. Well, I had an opportunity to have sight. God was in my presence with me. I was wrapped in his love and his presence. And don't for a second think that he is not with you, because he is with you in every single moment, every single pain. And when you are having that moment where you're questioning it, stop and look around. Every single one of us are miracles. Birth is a miracle. Life is a miracle. Love is a miracle. Breath is a miracle. Heartbeats are a miracle. Children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. We are all miracles, and God is with us every single moment. Please don't ever forget that. He is with you. And I know all, a lot of us have had experiences. And I know that when my granddaddy passed, he had this little smile on his face and he was wrapped up with God. And when I woke up from all of this, all those grudges and all that anger that I had from, that you know, people will do you wrong in your life, people will hurt you, it was gone. I just woke up and it was gone everything was gone all of that I was at peace and I'm still at peace because God took it and he watched he was just like you don't need that get it off your heart forgive and move forward and I have he just took care of me and he walks with me every single day and every single day i fall asleep talking to him and how grateful i am my life i didn't just get a second chance at life i got a second life and i love you guys and i thank you guys for all your prayers that you gave me all the love that you guys give given me over the many many years that i've been at this church I love you guys. God bless you guys. I hope somebody else gets a chance to share their testimony at some point in time about how God has changed their life and how they were with God. I love you guys. Thank you.
7: hate to follow that. It's, uh, it's been a great day. We had a great sermon. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, I hope you realize just how important it is to pray for those people on our prayer list and anybody you know of. Uh, we have a long list of sick. Uh, they all need your prayers. I'm going to encourage you to take that list and, and pray over that. I'm gonna make a few reminders, and then I know some other people have some things to say. The food pantry is open tomorrow. Uh, We'll be bagging bread right after the morning worship. If you can help with that, please do. Also, uh, tomorrow, the food pantry, like I say, is open. Uh, We need lots of help. Last time it was open, we served over 200 families. That takes a lot of people to make that happen. Please help if you can. There will be a senior adult game day this Thursday, November 16th. Games will be from 10 to 12 and lunch to follow. Uh, Also, we are providing Thanksgiving meals for those in the congregation who need one. If you need one or you know of someone who does, please let one of the elders know. Finally, uh, we have a new member. Linda Hofer came last week and let it be known that she wanted to be identified with us. I told her I was going to ask her to stand. She told me she might just wave, but she's right over there. Please uh, welcome her. Thank you.
8: I'll try to be quick, but um, I just wanted to remind you that we're looking for people that are willing to do Bible studies. Uh, with um, people from the community that are looking to understand more about the Bible. Uh, The ladies that are doing the compassion cards are doing a great work, and we've got several responses from people about how thankful they are for our prayers. These are people that you've identified and people that we've met as part of our food pantry program. Uh, Leah is a great example of the power of prayer in We've had four people from the Compassion Cards, I think I said a couple Sundays ago, that have reached out to us and thanked us for the compassion that we show them and the prayers that we give to them. Um, If you have people on your bookmark that you feel might be uplifted or encouraged by our prayers, um, please, please let me know. We'd like to get them on the list of uh, uh, the list that we have. There are ladies that are sending out cards. This, this is working for us. People are understanding who we are. They're understanding that we are a compassionate and loving place to come. And people have come here and visited as a result of that and, and seen it for themselves. Um, so if you would like to help with the Bible study or with the Compassion Card Program, Uh, Just please let me know. Thank you.
0: Nora came before us asking for our prayers and uh she's in a situation at at her home and uh uh she just she just need us to pray that there is uh there's love and peace and happiness in her home and uh and that uh she feels part of it so let's let's go out help father father we we love you so much father we Father, we want to be a church that, that reach out to, to, the, to the membership and also, Father, the strangers that are that, that in need. Father, we pray for Nora. She comes to us, and and she feels uncomfortable at our home. And uh, Father, we want to pray that, that you will bless our home, Father, and use us, if, use us to, to, to bring about that. That comfort that she needs, Father, we ask you to uh, just take her and and watch over her, and Father, that she know that Jesus died for her, and that she's okay, uh, no matter what, and that we're we're her brothers and sisters, we're with her all the way, and Father, we we ask that you bring that just just. Bring that love and comfort to her and to her, her, her family members and that they be, that they, they show compassion to each other and comfort to each other and they show that that family unity. Father, be with her in this way. We pray this prayer in the name of your son Jesus Christ. Amen.
9: I wanted to extend an invitation to each of you. Uh, the Rockledge Church of Christ is going to be hosting a potluck next Sunday after a.m. worship uh, to benefit the Central Florida Bible Camp. Um, as you can see on the slide the director uh, Ron Brackett he's going to present the latest renovations and the greatest needs facing the camp. And uh, THE CAMP NEEDS A LOT OF REPAIRS, AND WE'RE JUST TRYING TO FIGURE OUT HOW WE CAN MAKE THAT HAPPEN, ESPECIALLY TO THE BOYS' CABINS. Um, THE VARIOUS BOARD MEMBERS WILL BE THERE. I DON'T KNOW IF ALL THE BOARD MEMBERS WILL BE THERE. I PLAN ON BEING THERE. Uh, THERE WILL BE SEVERAL OTHERS THAT ARE THERE AS WELL. AND MORE IMPORTANTLY, OF ALL OF THAT, THERE'S GOING TO BE A SILENT AUCTION OF LINDA SPILLMAN'S QUILTS THAT SHE'S BEEN MAKING. SHE'S ALREADY made. I've lost count already. Uh, how many quilts she's made. We've already raised $1,500 from those quilts. Uh, so we hope to raise even more um, tomorrow or next weekend. So uh, come see those quilts. They're absolutely amazing. Uh, for those who would like to go and don't really want to drive, I can fire up the old church bus and we can pile in there and we can head down there um, next Sunday. Uh, after the last amen is said and Matt's shorter sermon we can uh, have more time to make it down there for lunch yeah um, and thank you all for those have, that have contributed to the camp thank you very much for that and thank you for continuing to make a legacy for the camp for our future generation thank you
1: Let's stand and sing number 854 and we'd be, d- be dismissed in prayer. Oh, how sweet will it be to
2: meet the Lord when he comes in glory. high. And high. what a song of praise will be out for when he comes. Vamos e
5: I'm going to close this out in prayer. Father God, we come before you, Lord. We are just grateful for this time where we can be together and just enjoy each other and, and love on each other and share with each other the amazing things that you've done in our lives, our experiences. Um, Father, it's such a good time of the year, the holidays, so much exciting, excitement coming, um, joyous times. Lord, I just pray that we all um, don't lose it not lose sight also of not just lose our temper not just lose that moment but not lose sight of what we're all living for which is for your glory god for your kingdom for to to spread your love to this world so that um as many as possible can be saved and you reunited with you reconciled with you in heaven one day god we thank you for that hope of eternal life we pray we live a life worthy of the calling we thank you so much for jesus for the love that he shared with all of us on the cross. It's in his name we pray, amen.